Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the How It's Really Going with Shana Recker podcast. I am today going to be sharing with you because we just relaunched this podcast and because there's probably going to be some new listeners coming in. Um, and as well as maybe some of the listeners who have been part of all the evolutions of my podcast, um, maybe you haven't heard the whole story of how I got to this point in my career, in my business, in my life. I wanted to share a little overview of how I got to where I am today. So this is my journey until now, and I'm going to start, I don't know how far I'm going to go back. I don't know. I, let's just see how this goes. But before I jump into that, I need to put on a little bit of lip balm because last week I had a cold and my lips and my nose are super dry from blowing my nose all the time. And that's why my voice might sound a little funky too. I'm still, I'm just on the tail end of a cold. So it feels like I'm a little nasally, but that's okay. We will still do this because this is how we keep things real over here. All right. So my journey to now, well, I'm just going to, I'll start by saying, um, I'll, I'll, let's do a little bit of childhood first. So I grew up in, with a single mom and, uh, my sister, my sister, Leah. And, you know, I had like, I feel like it was like a regular childhood. I know it wasn't. Um, we struggled. My mom struggled financially and, uh, our family struggled financially. Um, but in my mind growing up, I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, I knew there was, I knew there was stuff, but I never felt really, I never felt like I was, you know, super missing out on anything. My mom did an amazing job at making sure my sister and I, and then eventually my stepbrothers and sisters, cause my mom, uh, remarried basically and our families combined. But you know, I never really felt like I missed out on things so much, but, um, I knew that there was financially, I knew that I was in a different space than let's say some of my friends. And the reason I share a little about that in my childhood is because our childhood and the things we experienced and in the relationships that we had and have, um, had in our childhood with teachers and parents and siblings and, and people who were important in our lives really impacts our subconscious programming, the way we think, the way we do things in our lives today. And so for you to fully understand who I am and, you know, the things that I share and some of the stuff, I think it's important to share sort of a little bit of how I grew up and some of the things that, you know, were happening in my world then, um, because those things impact how I do things now. And so in my world, I felt like as a child, I, I didn't feel like I was like, it's not like I didn't have food and stuff. Like we had all the things and roof overhead, I clothes, I, you know, I had my own bedroom, I had food on the table. Like, you know, it, it wasn't like it was, it was decent, but it, I knew that we were also struggling financially. Like there was a lot of, you know, markers to that as well. And you know, and that was that, but you know what? I also, I also look at that time in my life, you know, my mom, uh, you know, basically raising two daughters on her own for a, a good, a good portion of her life. Um, you know, she made ends meet any in every way that she could possibly do it. And, and I know that instilled in me, um, oh, that makes me a little emotional. It instilled in me work ethic. Like I, I saw her doing what she needed to do to, to make things 
good. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely picked up on that. And I know sometimes I think sometimes I can be maybe a little bit of a workaholic because I am constantly, you know, thinking about my business and wanting to work my business and, and improve my business and, you know, make everything, you know, work. Um, and so maybe some of it comes from that, but at the end of the day, I would much rather have a strong work ethic than, you know, than to not. So you know, that's kind of, you know, how I grew up. And, and then when I hit my, I lived at home actually until I was 23, I didn't move out actually 20. Yeah. 23. I moved out. I, yeah, yeah. I lived at home for quite a while. My husband, my husband now he moved out when he was 17. He was young. I was like, Holy shit. I can't imagine moving out at 17. Like, I don't even know what I was doing at 17. I was not, <laughs> not mature enough to, be living on my own at that age. But, um, I moved out when I was 23. I was married by 25 to my first husband and I had two beautiful children, Jack and Dylan, um, in that marriage. And that marriage ended, uh, in my thirties, early thirties. And, you know, I don't talk about my divorce a lot. It's, it seems like a different life, but, um, you know, it's important to know that I understand and have been there, done that in my world. So, you know, for those of you who are listening to this podcast and listening to my musings of a 40 something year old ADHD online entrepreneur pursuing the dream, you know, that I've been down that road and, and I can understand and empathize, um, with what that feels like. And that was a really hard time. That was a hard time in my life. But at the same time, for me, I feel like that was my rebirth, like something there was something that like, you know, I'm not going to get into all the details, but I know in my mind that needed to happen. I was not in, in the right, I wasn't in the right space for my life. And, you know, as much as I, there's a lot about that time in my life that, you know, I wish I could kind of change and do differently at the same time. It's exactly what had to happen because, you know, and I think this is important to know and understand is that, sometimes we go through hard things in life. And in the moment of it, we don't understand why we're going through it because it's hard and we're struggling and we're dealing with all the things real time. But now looking back at that, like I wouldn't change anything because that's what needed to happen in order for me to get to where I am today. And that is something that is actually very empowering to to, to be able to, and a a very empowering awareness because it helps you when you see that. And I've had a couple of these kind of big things happen in my life where it's really painful and, and hard. But when I look at that time now, where I am now from the perspective of where I am now, I wouldn't change anything. And it helps me now when I'm going through hard times going, I trust that this is happening for a reason. I don't like it. It doesn't make it any easier, but I trust that things are working out in a way. And I, I know at some point I'll be able to see it and go, oh, okay, that's why this happened. So, you know, that's why I share that. And so, um, that happened in my life. I was a single mom myself for, uh, I don't know, a couple of years. And then I met my current husband, my amazing husband, Jason Recker, who is like, I'm going to cry if I talk too much more, but he is my rock. He is the person who gets me sometimes, (laughs) sometimes he doesn't. Um, 
especially since I've been diagnosed with ADHD and I'm in perimenopause, he sometimes does not get what's going on with me. <laughs> it's an interesting, an interesting time, but he is very patient. He is very kind. He's very loving. And we have a son together. His name's Ryan. And so we're kind of like the Brady Bunch in my world. So, you know, we have, um, kind of a blended sort of family and we all get along. We all love each other. Everything is amicable on all the sides of my world. Um, both, you know, post marriage, pre-marriage, all the things or whatever you get it. Everything's all good. And, you know, we've grown a lot and we have experienced a lot together and that's just where we are. So, um, now in the middle of all of that, in the middle of all that, actually not really in the middle of all of it, but, um, my career, even leading up to meeting Jason, I was a graphic designer and marketing in graphic design and marketing. I worked for some agencies in Toronto and then I, uh, started with, uh, an insurance company here in London, Ontario. And I worked with that insurance company as a graphic designer, basically for, uh, five or six years. And then I had my son, Ryan, went on maternity leave and then I discovered network marketing. So while I was on maternity leave, I was introduced to a company and a product. I loved it. I loved the idea of entrepreneurship. Uh, I've always wanted to work for myself. Even as a kid, I always wanted to be my own boss. I always had that sort of thing in me. Uh, but I never knew in really in how that was going to look. I always thought because I took graphic design in school that I was, <laughs> it's interesting actually that I say this. I thought I was going to start a business where I helped new entrepreneurs build their marketing materials. So you have to remember, this was probably in 1997, 98, when I was in college going through graphic design school. And I was like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I'm going to start a business and I'm going to help entrepreneur. I'm going to help business owners, you know, get their logos, make their business cards, get their ads set up for the yellow pages. If you guys know what the yellow pages are. I mean, if you're a 40 something year old, you know what the yellow pages are, um, you know, get the signage for their building, like very bricks and mortar style entrepreneurs, business owners. And I was going to help them get those things organized for their business. That's what I wanted to do. And it's kind of interesting that I ended up, you know, being a coach that helps new coaches start their business. Um, because I've always had this, this excitement for business and entrepreneurship and marketing and like all of those things. So, um, it's interesting how this sort of became what I am today. And it was something that I thought about when I was in my, you know, early twenties and here we are, but I spent time in network marketing. I spent about 10 years, well, eight years solidly building a network marketing business. So from 2010, when my son Ryan was born, I got introduced to network marketing, loved the product, you know, thought, what the hell, like, what do I have to lose? Right. I'm just going to use these products. I'm going to learn how to build a business. And while I'm on mat leave, I'll make a little extra money and we'll see what happens. And as I started to learn more about network marketing and learn more about the company and learn more about the products, I really started to see like, holy shit, like I could actually turn this into full-time income. Like this could be my way out of my nine to five job because I was looking for a way out I thought it was going to be working with my husband because he was also a graphic designer at that time. And I thought, oh, I'll, I just won't go back after Matt leave. I'll work with you and we'll do this together kind of thing. And this network marketing thing, literally, it's like, you know, when you go down a road and then there's like a fork and then you're like, which way do I go? 
for me, it was like that. And it was like, I can fully go down this network marketing road, or I can either go down this other road and potentially work with Jason, or maybe just go back to my job. And I decided to fully go step into my network marketing business. And that's because very quickly into my business and network marketing, I had replaced my salary as a graphic designer. You know, I went from making, I think it was about 2,500, maybe $2,800 a month in my, my graphic design career. And in network marketing within the first three months, I was already making like three and four and $5,000. So I was like, wait a minute, (laughs) like what would actually happen if I went all in on this and quit my job and actually made this work? And so that's what I did. My youngest was born and I never went back to my full-time job. I just continued to build my network marketing business. And within a year of building that business, I was making six figures. I was a leader in the company. I was in the top 3% and I had built a team of hundreds of, of, um, we called them consultants. And like, I was just like, this was my life. I was going to be this forever. This is what I was doing for a living. This was, this was it. I found my thing. And that was when I was about, I guess, 36, 37. And I built that business solidly, um, until about 2000 and I would say 17 or 18. Um, yeah, yeah, it was about that. And I loved it. I loved that I traveled a lot. I was, you know, we were going into people's homes and doing group presentations and talking with people. And I was, you know, it was just all clicking and it felt really, really good. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it until I didn't love it anymore. And that's what happened with me. There was some things that were happening in the business and in, in the, you know, the industry and some things. And I, I, to be honest, I personally was just starting to fall out of love with it. Um, I was getting tired. Like it was just starting to be like, I knew it was good and I was making really good money. Like, I mean, there were some months where I was having $20,000 paychecks in a month and that was great. I had a company car, like, you know, it was, it was all good stuff. I was earning trips, all these things. But here's the thing, all of those things are great, but if you don't love with your what love what you're doing, if you're not feeling fulfilled, if you're not enjoying the things that you're doing, the money doesn't matter. The stuff doesn't matter. That stuff just it doesn't that stuff isn't appealing anymore. And it you can have dangle all the carrots you want if you don't love the work you're doing, you're you're going to find a way to 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 do something else. And that's really what happened with me. And I started noticing in my, you know, in the online space, cause Facebook was there, Instagram was, you know, somewhat new. I started noticing these network marketers who were becoming coaches and who were coaching network marketers. And I had created some success in my business. I knew a few things about how to do it. And I was like, well, what if I created a business that coached people on how to be successful in network marketing and just teach them what I know and my experiences and all that kind of good stuff. So I started really following some high level people in that industry and really looking at what they were doing and trying to decipher how they were setting up their businesses and stuff. And I, now this is where my story is going to flip again. We, so that was what I was like, you know, thinking about doing that. And my husband and I went on a trip to Chicago for our anniversary. And I was reading a book about network marketing. It was from a coach who had written a book about how to be successful in network marketing. Cause you have to remember at this point, I was still in my network marketing business. I was still working that. And 
uh, and I was still, uh, you know, a top leader. And I, you know, we were talking about it. My husband and I were talking about it. I was like, I think I could do this. And he was like, I think you could do it too. And and we started kind of hashing it out and sort of figuring out what that could look like. And we talked about it for a couple of hours. It was really exciting. And then we got home from our trip and fear set in, doubt set in, all life set in, like all of the things set in. And I, and I didn't, I, it, you know, I was just like, mm, okay, I want to do this, but not right now. I'm like, I, I can't do it right now, you know? And I had all the excuses as to why I couldn't start that business. And so I didn't, and I just let it, let it be. So that was in 2015. And then our life basically got turned upside down. (laughs) And this is another point in time where I say, sometimes you go through hard things. And in that moment, you don't know why, and you can't understand it. And it hurts and it's hard. But when you get through it and you get to the other side, you can look back and go, oh, okay, that's why that happened. I'm so glad. I'm so thankful. I'm so whatever. So what had happened was because my network marketing success was, was, was happening and we were making money and things were good. My husband's business at that time, he was working from home. Things were good. We decided to up level our life. So we bought a new home that was almost double the home that we had had, uh, in a new neighborhood. So not only was the mortgage more, the property taxes were more, the expenses were more, everything was more, you know, we just like, we increased our lifestyle because we were like, well, we've got extra money coming in. Like, like it's time to move. We needed a bigger house. I will say that our kids were growing and, and we needed the space, but we went kind of maybe three steps too far. (laughs) I don't know. Anyways, we probably actually, you know what? It wouldn't have mattered. It wouldn't have mattered what we did. The 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 point of it is we we made a big jump in our life and everything about a year into that move started falling apart. So some things that were happening in our world were my husband decided to take his business outside of the house, bring in on some employees and and grow like a boutique style agency which was awesome. And he was very successful in doing that, but in his business grew, but the success wasn't enough where he was able to pay everybody, pay the leases, pay the, all the bills and the utilities. There wasn't enough at the end of the month for him to pay himself. And that's what happens sometimes when you grow a business. Like when you start a business, you're putting more money out than you're getting in usually, typically. And so, I mean, it makes sense that he kind of got into that space. I mean, things were growing, but he had, he had three employees he had to pay, you know, he had all these things he had to pay and it didn't really leave any extra for him. And for a span of about a year, maybe, I don't even know if it was exactly a year, he wasn't paying himself, which meant my income was paying for everything. And I'm grateful that I had enough coming in that it was covering majority of the stuff, but we were relying on credit cards. We were relying on things to help us get through. And you do that for a whole bunch of months in a row. (laughs) And at some point the scales are going to tip. And it literally did. It tipped to the point where we were, we just, we didn't have enough, you know, it didn't matter how much money I was making between the credit card debts, the line of credits, Jason not paying himself. Um, you know, he ended up closing down the boutique business, bringing his business back home between all of those things. 
it, it started to, it, we, we crumbled and we had to, we went into debt consolidation and we, you know, basically worked with lawyers and all these things. And it wasn't bankruptcy, but it was like one step sort of below that or above that. I don't know where you want to put that line, but, um, and that was really, really, really tough when we, you know, we're going through that. We were trying to hang on to our house. We really didn't want to have to sell our house, but at the end of the whole thing, and it's, it's a long story. I'm not going to go into all of it here, but you know, at the end of the day, we ended up having to sell our house and, um, to be able to get some funds to be able to clear the debts. And, um, basically we ended up having to, so we moved out of that house and we didn't have money to buy a new house. So we had to start renting a house and it was a lot. It was a lot to go through because, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm going to call it social conditioning, ego, whatever you want to call it. When you have to sell your house and then you rent and I'm not again, I mean, I, I still rent my house today. Like I, we love renting actually. And we do want to buy a house again someday very soon, but we, we rent and I'm totally cool with it. The only thing I don't love about renting is I don't love that this isn't my home. Cause there's, you know, I, I want to do things to this house, but it's like, it's not mine. So I'm not going to do it, but you know what I mean? So, but there is this like emotional thing of like, Oh, and then what are people going to say? And what are they going to think? And all of this stuff, like there was all of that, like heaviness in going through that process. What are people going to think? Because we had to sell our house. What are people going to think when they know we almost went bankrupt? What are people going to think? You know, I I know my husband was like, what are people going to think when I move my business back home? What are they going to think? What are they going to think? What the fuck are they going to think? And that was the heavy, like, you know, I, I picture it like a bunch of cinder blocks with a rope. And like, that was the shit that, you know, we were carrying around as we were going through this, but on the outside, nobody would know, like on the outside, it was like, mm-hmm, happy, fun on social media, doing my business, working the things. And so that's, you know, people in our close world would know some things, but you know, we were, we were holding strong and, and on the outside, but here's the thing in that storm was when my coaching business was born because we had this idea to start this business. And when we were going through all of these hard times, my husband was like, Hey, what about that coaching business? Like, what if we started that? That could be another stream of income for us. That could be helpful in this, you know, where we are. And to be honest, as scared as I was to start it, I, I knew that any excuse that I had to not do it just wouldn't hold water because of where we were. And if you've ever heard me talk about the feather, the brick, and the Mack truck, this is a, a a little analogy I heard from someone. Her name's Karen Kenny, and she talked about this once. And I've done a podcast on it. You can search for it. Um, it's called the feather, the brick, and the Mack truck. And it's basically, you know, the universe whispers to you when it's something that you need. Like if there's something that is calling you, you know, the universe will whisper it to you. And if you don't listen, then you get the brick. And the, it'll, it'll hit you like a brick and then, or something will happen in your life. It'll be like a, you know, painfully like a brick getting hit by a brick and you, you know, saying, Hey, you should do this. And if you don't listen to that, you're going to get the Mack truck, which, you know, we all know what happened if you got hit by a Mack truck. Right. So for me, I didn't listen to the feather. The feather was Chicago was when I was reading that book and like, Hey, we should do this. I didn't listen. I got my brick 
which was this situation. And it was like, oh, and I listened to my brick. And that's when my first coaching business was born, which was called Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing. And that was how I got into my own entrepreneurship. Because this is the thing. And, I, and I'm not discounting network marketing as, as being entrepreneurship. It was. It was my entry level into becoming an entrepreneur. And I learned a lot from that business. Like I am so grateful for everything that that business gave to me and all the lessons I've learned and the growth that I had. It, it was, it, it was, you know, it was a stepping stone for me for sure. And I believe it is for a lot of people. But the difference between being in business for yourself with, as a network marketer and being in business for yourself as yourself is different because network marketing, it's, it's you representing a company. You know, there's somebody in the back end doing all of the things like you just have to show up and talk about the products and make the sales. You know, sure, you've got to keep your own books and you got to do those kinds of things. But from from an entrepreneurship standpoint, you're not responsible for everything like the company is taking care of a huge portion of things and you're selling a company, you're selling something a piece of some company, you know what I mean? Like where, when you're in entrepreneurship and you're selling yourself, you are the business, you are the company, you do it all. There is a difference between those two. And that is scary as fuck. Like being fully responsible and fully putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, I know stuff work with me. I'm going to teach you things. And it's like, it's just you. It's like, you're standing out there freaking naked going, Hey, I'm over. maybe not naked. That was weird. But like, you're just like, like you're stripped of all the things. Like there's, you're vulnerable and you're open and you're like, I'm here to sell me to tell, cause I know things and I can teach you as a coach selling yourself. It's a different experience than selling network marketing products. And I, I fully believe that. And I, I know that that's how I experienced it. So starting the coaching business wasn't as easy as just like, oh, I'm just going to start another business. Here we go. It's like, oh, I'm going to start a business. Oh, but I need to sell me. So there was a lot of fears and doubts and a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome and a lot of stuff that I had to work through in order to, you know, make that business work. So, you know, I... So all the fears and doubts and all of those things were constantly like they were playing in my mind. There was just like, there were so many fears that I had about actually putting myself out there. And so, you know, and I, I knew the coaching business is what we needed to do. I, I did have a desire to do it, but I also came loaded full of fears. And so you know, but I didn't have the excuse. I, there was no excuse. We needed to do this. And so I, we started, yes. And I, that's when, like I said, girlfriend's guide to network marketing was born. And I started by, I started that business by one, I was watching other coaches do what they were doing. And I was trying to sort of reverse engineer all their stuff. So I was signing up for all the free things. I was doing all the free master classes. I was seeing the emails that were coming in. I was watching them go like at the time, one of the coaches that I ended up working with, you know, he used to go live on Periscope every morning at 8am and talk about different things. And so I was watching all of these things that they were doing. And I was trying to figure it out because I was, you know, I'm pretty tech savvy. I, I, you know, I know things, um, but back then I didn't know what I didn't know. Right. So I was, I was learning from them and watching them trying to 
pick apart everything so that I could replicate it in my own business. And I, I was getting really frustrated because I, I could see what they were doing. So for me, I started a Facebook business page because at the time Instagram wasn't a thing or it was a thing, I think, but people weren't really using it for business back then. And so I started a Facebook business page. I created a website was one of the first things I did. Um, God, I don't even know. Did I make a business card? I'm not even sure. Um, but (laughs) I probably did back then. Anyways, I just started with some things. I just started creating a brand and I started doing some posts and I started doing some videos. But at the time, because I didn't have any guidance, I was just trying to figure this out on my own. I was doing like professionally curated videos. Like I had a camera guy come in. We knew a guy who did video. So he came in and I had scripts and I was recording all of this like professional content that I had all, it was like, I look back and I absolutely cringe because I just didn't know. I was just trying to figure it out. And I wasted a lot of time and a lot of resources, you know, trying to figure it out all on my own. And that's when I realized that I needed to get some help. And I hired my first coach. His name was Bob Heilig. And I don't even know that he was actually doing private coaching back then. He just, I just reached out to him and I said, Hey, listen, you're doing what I want to do. And would you show me, you know, how to get started? And so I paid him, 3000 us dollars. I think it was at the time for two months of coaching. And you guys, like we were financially not in a good spot. Like I had no credit cards to use at that time. I had no extra income because all my income was going to our expenses. And I was like, I need to learn how to do this, but it's frustrating as fuck trying to figure it out on my own. And it's costing me time and, you know, sanity. And, you know, there were a few things that I probably was paying for that I didn't need and I needed help. And so I actually had to borrow my mom's credit card. I had to call my mom and say, listen, I want to hire this coach. I financially don't have the money. I don't have a credit card to put it on. Can I borrow a credit card to put this on? And I promise I'll pay you back. I said, this is what we need to do to help our situation. She knew the situation. So she lent me her credit card and I, um, paid for the coach. And that was the beginning of this next evolution in my life where I became an online coach, Bob taught me how to create real content that wasn't curated, (laughs) how to, he taught me how to go live on Instagram and just show up and talk about different things. He taught me how to create a freebie, um, how to create an email list. I built a 3000 name email list with his help. Um, you know, he taught me how he actually, um, even at that time helped invited me to speak at one of his events, um, on some of the things that I was doing in my business. Um, it was, it, it literally fast tracked my business and I, even though paying, you know, asking my mom to borrow the money to pay the, the coach, sorry, my dog's barking, my mailman's here. Um, that was hard, but it was the best decision I ever made because that changed the trajectory of my life because I got the confidence that I needed. I got the skills that I needed. Um, I got, you know, the, the strategy that I needed to be able to start the business. And, and it's, I think it's why I have such a spot in my heart for new coaches, because I know what it was like to be in that moment of wanting something so badly, but having no idea how to put it all together and really struggling at trying to, you know, reverse engineer free masterclasses and things other coaches were doing to try and figure it all out on my own. And it was painful. And so that's why for me, I have, I know it's why I have my, my coaching business now, which is helping new coaches get started because 
I know that that foundational stuff that he taught me between him and my next coach, which was Amber Lillistrom, um, what I learned from those first two coaches in my life really set a strong foundation for me and my business from a strategy uh, standpoint. And so that actually working with those two, because Amber, I hired um, shortly after Bob and she was about $10,000. And I remember being like, oh my God, I've never invested that much ever in my life in anything. Um, what am I doing? But at the same time, I knew that I needed to learn. She taught me all about how to do group coaching programs, how to, you know, even more about entrepreneurship and how to be a leader and stuff like that. And again, a lot of really solid foundational stuff that has, you know, helped me in my business today. Like those two coaches, like literally impacted everything in my life at that time. And, um, you know, and so that's why I know I have that special place in my heart for new coaches. So that put me on the coaching path. And, uh, between, for me, losing the desire of selling the products, um, a lot of other things that were going on in my network marketing team that were just icky and, you know, energetically draining and whatever. Um, I made the decision to let that business go. Uh, you know, thankfully, because it's network marketing, it's residual income. So my income was still coming in from that business while I was able to transition over into coaching. And I'm grateful for that. Um, there was a lot of, here's the thing. If you're a network marketer that's looking to go into coaching, especially if you've been in network marketing, as long as I have, like I started in 2010, it was a lot of identity work that I needed to do. Like I had to unravel myself from that company, like, because I became that girl, like that, that, you know, insert company name girl, people knew me as that network marketer. I knew myself as that network marketer. So when I started to change my identity into entrepreneur and a coach, it was really difficult for me. I struggled a lot with sat like self-sabotage and imposter syndrome because I was like, people don't know me as this. I don't even know me as this. How can I do this? How can I show up as a, as a coach saying, I know things when I didn't go to coaching school. Like I didn't, you know, that wasn't part of, you know, who I am, but what I learned through my coaches who believed in me and understood it that I didn't have to go to coaching school. I had experience. I had knowledge. I had talent. I had skills. I had abilities. And I could teach other people from those things. You know, and so they helped me, you know, shift my identity into being an entrepreneur who has a coaching business and who has had a network marketing business, not me being the network marketer. So if you are struggling with that, it is there is a little bit of unraveling because I will say the network marketing industry does a lot of heavy, you know, lifer kind of coaching and training and talk and speak that it it messes with your identity. And especially if you've been in it for a long time. So, you know, just be mindful of that. But that was, that was a big piece that I needed to work through as I was becoming a coach. So I unraveled all that. I learned the strategies and I really got myself you know, moving at a good pace as a coach when I first started. Now I was coaching network marketing in the beginning, uh, within about a year of starting that coaching business, I, I decided I wanted to switch gears and teach online business, uh, because I was loving what I was doing. And I also had people who, when I started doing the business coaching, 
or when I started doing, sorry, the online coaching uh, for network marketers, there were a lot of people that were coming to me because they were seeing me doing something different. And they were like, how are you doing this? How did you figure this out? You know, some people were asking me why I was doing this. Um, I had a lot of, actually, it was really interesting in that time in my life because when you're in network marketing, like there's your team and then there's your company and there's all the people. And especially when you get to those top ranks, you kind of get to be known within the company. And there were a lot of people who, you know, were seeing me do this coaching thing. And in that, in that space who were seeing me doing the coaching thing, who were thinking like, oh, wow, this is a great idea. You're super smart. But then there were other people going like, why would you do that? Like, why would you start another thing? You've got this great business over here. Why would you do that? And it was like, it didn't matter that, you know, I wasn't happy over there. The only, like, they were just like, well, you're making lots of money over here. Why would you even consider doing something else? And I think that's another piece of the network marketing system that, you know, I didn't, you know, looking back now, I didn't, I don't, I didn't love. And the time I didn't see it, but now I see it where it's like, you, you preach multiple streams of income, but then when someone in the company or in the industry goes and starts a second stream of income, all of a sudden it's wrong. So I was dealing with a lot of those emotions and all those feelings of like, oh, am I, you know, am I, cause at the time I was going to work both. Like when I started my coaching business, I was going to try and do both. And when people started seeing me doing something else, you know, they started questioning why I would do that, you know, and they started thinking, is her, is her team falling apart? Cause obviously people can't see numbers and things like that. So they were starting to question things and it, it just kind of became really like icky. I didn't, it was not a, I didn't feel really great in that time of, of, I didn't feel good in my network marketing business. It was actually even making me want out even more. And so it, it was kind of a weird time, but when I switched over to coaching, uh, I started with the network marketing coaching and then people were asking me and questioning what I was doing and how I was doing it. And those who thought it was a smart idea were asking me like, can you, like, how did you do this? Like, you know, could I do something like this? And I just got so excited about talking about how I, how I was doing it and the things I was learning that I realized that I was like, maybe this is what I'm meant to do. You know, and I remember my friend coming for a visit, um, my friend Kristen, and she came and visited and we sat out in the porch and we had a glass of wine and she was talking about what she does, what she does for a living. She's a therapist and she does some really great work. And she was talking about how to, you know, reach more people. And I instantly went into like, oh my gosh, well, you can do this and you can create this page and you can create this group and you can create these videos and you can do all these things. And like, I, I got really excited, like trying to help her figure out ways to, to broaden her, her business. And, you know, I think about that moment and that's like, you know, those moments that just stand out in your memory. I feel like that was one of those moments where I was just like, I could hear myself talking in my excitement that I knew that it was time for me to make the switch. And so about a year in my coaching business, I uh, stopped coaching network marketing, um, you guys, and making a pivot like that isn't always, is not always easy because I, you know, I had built a community of 2000 people in a Facebook group. I had a 3000 person email list. I had built programs and coaching programs around, you know, helping network marketers. And like, basically all of that had to stop. And I kind of had to start over because I couldn't, you know, in an integrity place, I couldn't continue to keep marketing to a Facebook group who joined a group for network marketing and start to, you know, share information about just online business in general, because it, they didn't join for that reason. And same with my email list. They didn't join my email list because 
of online coach, online business coaching, they joined my email list because they wanted to learn more about network marketing, right? So, you know, I basically kind of shut all that down and had to restart as a business coach. Um, and, and that was difficult, but again, you know, much like I pivoted out of network marketing, it was like a calling. It was like a, 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 a pull. It was like something that I had to do. It, it, you know, it wasn't like I was just doing it cause I don't know, it was a good idea or whatever. It was like, I, I had to do it. And so that's what I did. And so girlfriend's guide to network marketing, uh, went away. And that's when I started branding myself as the coach, Shana Recker. And that's a lesson right there is that when you brand yourself as a coach, if you do pivot anything, then you don't have to change. Like there's not a lot that needs to change. Like when I had Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing, I had a URL that needed to change, a business name that needed to change. Like my, all my social media stuff needed to change. Like there was a lot that went into me pivoting that business and it was really difficult. And so I always recommend for coaches, brand yourself. Uh, unless you're planning on creating like a corporation with multiple coaches and all kinds of things. But if you're just the one coaching and doing, you know, the main educating for your clients, brand yourself because your clients are working with you. They're dealing with you. They're in your programs. They're learning from you. And so that's when I made the switch. And, and to be honest, I probably didn't do it that way. You know, I started, I branded it girlfriend's guide to network marketing. Cause it, you know, going back to selling myself. I didn't want to put my name on it because that was scary. I'm like, oh, now I'm like, I'd be selling me. And that just was really scary. So by selling Girlfriend's Guide to Network Marketing, it was again, it was kind of like selling from behind a company. So anyways, that is, then I got, that's how I got into business coaching. And I've been doing business coaching uh, since 2018. I had the Dream Hustle Academy. That was like the name of my business at that time. Again, it was a, it was a, uh, a coaching program that helped new online entrepreneurs. Uh, and I did that for about a year and a half, almost two years. And then I realized that I wanted to narrow my niche down even more and really support the new coaches. So the Dream Hustle Academy went away and uh, I now I have the client attractor and my Instagram and everything is all focused around coaching coaches specifically, uh, not just online business in general. And so, you know, this is the thing, you know, my journey to now, as you can hear, there's a lot of little, there's not a little, there's a lot of, you know, big ups and downs and twists and turns. And this is, this is life. (laughs) Like this is what life is supposed to be about. It's about going and growing through all of these situations. And I think that's, I know that's where, you know, we learn about ourselves. We learn about, um, our skills and our talents and abilities by making shifts and going through changes and, you know, going through those ups and downs. And, you know, I said this before, and I didn't touch on this in the moment, but I want to touch on it now is when we went through the almost bankruptcy thing, and that was really hard and we lost our house and we, you know, had to get back up on our feet and we're still, there's still stuff, you know, that we're moving through in that, that scene, you know, even five years plus later that, I don't, I wouldn't change that for anything either. And, and, and this is why I'm saying this is because we, life is meant to teach us things. We're meant to grow. We're meant to evolve. And sometimes in the moments that are hard, even though it sucks, there's something for us in that. And when I look back at that time, that's when I realized what really mattered. So when we bought the bigger house and did all the things 
that was me trying to prove to myself and the world that I was successful. See, I've got the big house. See, I've got the fancy car. See, I've got all these things. See, I'm successful. Because there were a lot of people who doubted me and a doubt and doubted my abilities to make us like create anything out of my network marketing business. Cause everybody has, and their brother has something negative to say about it. And so, you know, when I did all of that, I like, that was all coming from a place of ego for me. And when I lost everything and, you know, had to rent, we rented a house and our first house we rented was just like a short-term rental and it was super small and we were all, there's five of us and a dog just trying to, you know, fit into this house and all the things. And I realized what was important and I realized what, and I, and it's, it's actually was a realization that started. It was just like a realization of like, Hey, what's important. I have my health. I have my family. You know, we have a roof over our head. We have food on the table. We're good. And then that that has evolved and grown even more and and realizing that in my life, it's important, you know, to have, I, I, I do love having, you know, a great income and I love money and I love having fancy things and I love going on trips. I love all that stuff. But at the end of the day, what's most important to me, and I, I this is something, you know, if you're going to be listening to this podcast, I think it's important that I share this, is peace of mind. You know, my happiness, my peace of mind, you know, I read this book, it's called The Illusion of Money by Kyle Cease. It's an incredible book. And he makes the statement, he says, actual fulfillment is when you can sit on a park bench with nothing and still look out and feel gratitude for your life. And that just like, that just like distilled you know, everything in my life down to that. And I was like, you know, this is what it's about. It's about no matter what shit we're wading through and we're always wading through something, right? Like there's, you know, like even when things are good, there's still things like, you know, that's, that's, that's life. It's a law of rhythm. What goes up must come down. It's always going to be that way. Our job is to just be in the present moment, find things to be grateful for now, know that whatever we're going through isn't forever, And that we just need to, there's something in it just to move through it, process it, work through it, get to the other side, find the lesson, keep moving, keep trying, keep, you know, shifting. But at the end of the day, what matters is our peace of mind is that I can wake up in the morning and I can say, you know what? I'm good. I have, I I have everything I need right here, you know, and I'm touching my heart. You know, I, I can go through my day and, you know, it's like I could have 10 times less than I have now and still be okay. Right. And so this is like, this is what I'm saying. And, and again, coming back to, you know, I, I shared my journey to now so we could get to know each other. Now you really got to know me, um, and all the things, and I'm sure there's lots of things I missed and didn't share, but this is really taking a long time. And I'll be honest, I've had to pause this recording like five times between kids coming home from school, dogs wanting in and out, mailman coming, daughter needing to be driven to work. Like you have no idea how long it's taken me to actually record this podcast. But I do think it's important if you are going to be in this community and and learn from me and hear the things that I want to share Cause you know, I haven't even talked yet about my diagnosis with ADHD and entrepreneurship, although I do have past episodes about that. So you can go back into the pursuit podcast, um, catalog and find some of those episodes, but you know, it's important for us to get to know each other. And I want you to know that I've been through things and I understand struggle and I understand, you know, 
like all the nuances of life, the struggle, the wins, the trying new things, the pivoting, like the, the, the life shifts, like I I get it. I've been there. And so when I'm sharing on this podcast, how it's really going and I'm sharing my, my beliefs and my thoughts and all the things it's not coming for, it's, it's never going to come from a place of, you know, I just heard this. So I'm sharing with you. It's coming from a place of I've experienced this, or this is what I've just currently went through, or this is what I've heard. And here's my thoughts on it. You know, it's always going to be coming from that place. It's never, you know, it's it's just always going to be from that authentic place. And, and I just wanted you guys to know who I am and yeah, I don't know. I just, I think it's good to, to kind of, you know, have that. And that is my journey to now. And so currently in my life and in my business, I'm still a business coach. I help online, uh, new online coaches, you know, build their foundation for the business. I have just recently been diagnosed with ADHD. I am in perimenopause. I am still sorting through all of that. It is a serious, crazy time to be dealing with all of those hormones. I'm actually meeting with a, a naturopath next week. I've been working with my doctor on a bunch of things and, um, you know, more on that as we go, but, um, it's, you know what, I wouldn't trade it for the world. I wouldn't trade it for the world. And I know, I know in my heart that I'm meant to be here and having these conversations with you because I I just feel so called to be sharing all the time and, and to be, you know, just you know, being me and being real and just doing this, you know, my husband always says he used to edit my podcast before when we used to edit it and make it all like, you know, fancy and frilly. And he would always say, you know, your best stuff comes from when you're just like free flowing and you're just, you're in the moment. And, and I agree. And then, so that's why I was like, you know what, I just need this to be just super loose and free. And sometimes I might talk for a really long time and you might listen to this on, you know, 1.5 or 2.0, you might not even get all the way to the end and that's okay. I'm just going to share what I feel needs to be said and I will end it when I end it. And you can stay as long as you are finding value. So this is it. So that is my journey till now. I am so excited to continue the journey with you here on this podcast. I can't wait to see you in the next episode and share whatever things are going on as I'm moving forward and building this business. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Bye for now.